More of the Sunday Rewind is coming your way next. 60% of the time, it works every time. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. He's Mike Melby. I'm Tom Stevens. It's Husker Rewind every Sunday from 5 until 7. Huskers making a little bit of a comeback. You know, that was probably their best win last year, their exhibition win (laughs) over Colorado because we got excited. That was really one of their best performances. They really shot the ball well in that game. The ball moved well. But it was an exhibition win uh, from a Colorado team who the previous year had gone to the NCAA tournament. So you were thinking, that's a a really good win. The hype is true. Nebraska's good. Uh, So maybe now that they're losing to Colorado – you take it uh, just as seriously. Not at all. I mean, no. I, I don't think this means anything. No, no, they were. Yeah, they were down by seventeen. They've cut it to seven, thirty-three twenty-six now with about uh, two and a half to play. Uh, let's get to First the grades. It could be an A, B, a B, or a C. A, B, C. In some cases, it has been worse than any of those. Uh, we'll go all the way to a, a D or an F. Uh, no E's in the formula, but we do do the grades after every Husker game. I don't think we did after the Oklahoma game. I think we just skipped it. Yeah, I think that was one that we went. Yeah, it was just a, an F. And, you know, yeah. hey, guess what? They uh, they have a bye week and they play Indiana. <laughs> I, and I don't think this was an F performance by any means for Nebraska football, but uh, there were a lot of things that went awry uh, Saturday night in that 26-9 loss to Illinois. Nebraska could not run the ball. The run game, I gave an F. Anthony Grant gets 61 yards, 12 carries. Nebraska, 60 net yards for the entire game. Uh, that's the only time this season they've been held under 100. And Rutgers had a pretty good rush defense, but Nebraska's run game was not pretty. No, absolute F on that. I, I I just I'm puzzled again how how we can scheme a guy wide open to run a pass route, but we can't have a blocking scheme that will give a running back a lane. Yeah. Uh, I've I've heard the phrase, and I've heard it from DP on this station. You get what you demand. I mean, it's an old cliche in sports. Uh, those teams that demand that you run and get good at running the football. Uh, that's what they, they're going to be good at because it's what they demand. Mark Whipple wants to be good, really good, at the, the throw game, and he's pretty good at it. I mean, he's there were some really creative plays. Getting Chancellor Brewington open for that screen pass for the 46-yard gain I thought was, was pretty good. But in the run game overall, uh, it was not good. Uh, and, and there's no way to go other than an F for me. In the pass game... Uh, before Casey Thompson went out of that game, he was uh, tw- 7 of 15, 172. He did have two picks and one TD. Uh, the second one led to a hand injury. Uh, he had that great pass with a lot of touch to Vokalik, Travis Vokalik, who went 56 yards for a touchdown. Uh, but then he got injured, a floating pass. It was really, that was on first down, too. And a couple plays previous, Ramir Johnson, if he catches it, you wonder what happens if that changes the complexion of the game. But once he went out, it was over because Chubba Purdy just had a bad day through that uh, pass across the middle when Nebraska was in scoring territory. Nebraska throws for 188. I give Nebraska D in the pass game. I, 
I was going to say F, and I'm like, you can't say F because of what they did with Casey Thompson. And again, it's just just brilliant scheming. And I, it's also kind of weird because Ramir Johnson dropping that pass just it was all to me was almost flashbacks to what you would expect a player to do um, when when Coach Frost was here. Yeah, it, it was, and and you know Ramirez a guy who um, I, I watched the game last night. I I was a a little busy on the driveway and in the garage, but listened to the entire game, the entire broadcast with uh, on, on the network, and it it seemed as though Casey Thompson was off a little bit as well, though. It's, yeah, it, I, I thought I, he missed some throws for sure. Yeah, I think that but still he deep. might have been a little bit rattled by the fact that they were taking away his best player, Trey Palmer, who had one catch for one yard. Uh, I think, and then he was open a few times, and you kick yourself. It's like the the layup that you have in basketball, you miss it because you're thinking about it too much. It's almost, I know I'm not going to get any opportunities, many opportunities against Illinois to do this. I better make this throw and then you overthrow it. I'm pretty confident Jawan Gary must be thinking a lot because I've watched him miss like seven layups. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of this, we had this uh, earlier, but this is uh, Mickey Joseph talking about Ramir and the drop pass. Yes, yes. Ramir, you know, and to the kid credit, kid, Caught the ball all week. We repped that play at least 10 to 12 times, and he, he didn't drop one, and he dropped it today. But I'm not going to say one play lost the game for that kid, you know, because we, we, got it. we need that kid to play with a play for us. I'm not very confident that Nebraska would have won the game had Ramirez caught that ball. Uh, no. I don't think they would have, but you never know how uh, a one play, and it feels like Nebraska, <laughs> they have to be almost perfect to win any game. Uh, and not having that play, and a few others, obviously several others, uh, but, you know, right after that, Casey gets injured. So maybe you do say it changed the momentum of the game anyway. Oh, I think it did tremendously. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah, overall offense, I, I, I think when you put it all together overall, it's just an F. Yeah, it's, it's not D- very minus. good. I, I, I probably would go D minus. They had 248 uh, in passing, but uh, none after, really after half. I mean, it was just uh, – they melted. Against the run, I you know, Chase Brown had – 149 yards, but it took him 32 carries to get there. It wasn't like they just gashed Nebraska. At the half, he only had 80 yards on 15 carries, and Nebraska shut him down after the first quarter for 14 yards. Uh, They do what they do, and eventually uh, they're going to be able to run the ball. But I thought Nebraska, compared to Purdue, was decent stopping the run. Yeah, and that was what was so surprising to me. I'll be honest. I I thought, I truly thought that Illinois was going to run for 350 yards. I, I I just thought all they would do is just continually just over and over right up the middle and just yeah. dominate us all day long. And to Bill Bush's credit, man, I, he he he's a guy as yeah. well that's got some talent when it comes to scheming and X's and O's and, and get, getting through to players. And, you know, you simplify things for some of the guys to where they maybe are not thinking as much, but you don't simplify it enough to where it's easy to play against. Right. And I, I got to tip the cap because I, I that I thought it could have been a lot worse than it was. Yeah, I, I did too as well. Especially uh, what we saw with just you know teams running up and down the field and not being able to get off the field on defense. I thought that would be a big problem. It wasn't necessarily Nebraska had what four straight stops uh, after that uh, opening drive six for Illinois. Uh, you know, so it wasn't all disastrous, but uh, Chase Brown did have his ninth straight 100-yard game. Against the pass, I gave Nebraska a D. Timmy, uh, Tommy DeVito, I should say, 20 of 20, 22 
20 of 22 for 179. Uh, He's top 10 in the country in completion percentage. He did have two TDs. Isaiah Williams had a nice night, 93 yards and a touchdown, and Chris Brown had a touchdown as well, catching the ball. Yeah, but at the same time, how many passes does Tommy DeVito throw that the distance the ball travels is over like 12 feet? Uh, Never. Okay, so so (laughs) the whole accuracy thing... I could throw at like over yeah. 50% if I threw the same pass as he did. They throw a lot of screens, a lot of bubble screens. Chase Brown just out of the backfield when he scored his touchdown. Yep. Isaiah Williams just using his speed against Nebraska's defense. But you know what? It's actually refreshing to see a team play like that, and most of the teams in the Big Ten West play like that without a quarterback because yep. I'm sick of talking about Nebraska's quarterback every single game. When was the last time you just said, you know what? They ran the ball they up and down the field and you know didn't even notice how the quarterback played. Because that's the Big Ten West, except for Nebraska. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. That's the, the, the offense we've been trying to run. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work. So, What did you give against the pass? Uh, against the pass, I, it was a solid D-. minus. Yeah, okay. Uh, special teams, they were okay. They uh, had a punt blocked. Uh, Timmy Bleakroad hit a 26-yard field goal. Bushimi did have six punts for 48 yards. Uh, one of his better putting nights of the year. Uh, and they did a decent job. There was an 18-yard return against them. Uh, decent job covering kicks and punts, so I gave him a C plus. I, I was going to say, I was going to give him B minus, C plus. Uh-huh. I was kind of torn. Uh, the block punt probably drops it down into the C plus. And management, play calling. There wasn't anything crazy. I just thought Whipple could have maybe done a little bit better of job of having a package of plays for Purdy that he could execute because he could he didn't get comfortable at all. He, he just didn't play well. When Casey went out, it was over. Uh, but I did like the screen pass to uh, Chancellor Brewington. I thought the, the vocal pass was pretty good. Uh, Trey Palmer, one catch. Uh, Ramirez drop. You know, if, if they complete that, who knows? Uh, but... I gave him a C, C minus, something like that. Yep, C minus for me as well. Just one that you're just like, yeah. Yeah, nobody did great. Um, I saw your Cowboys won again today. Congratulations. Thank you. It's uh, remarkable. (laughs) Do you care about the Cowboys anymore? You don't seem to have a lot of passion. I just, I I am so, I'm a Cowboys fan, which means they're either going to go 15-2 and and win the NFC East and go in as the one seed with the bye, and they're going to get beat at home in the the technically second round of the playoffs, right. or on the off chance that they win one game, they'll get shut out like thirty nothing uh, in the NFC Championship game. So they have no shot, no no shot at all. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott went down in that game, uh, but they didn't have any problems because uh, Tony Pollard was great. He had one hundred thirty one yards and three TDs as they beat Chicago forty nine to twenty nine. So. Your Cowboys, they're not as good as – they're in a tough division this year. Oh, I mean, yeah. The Eagles might be the best team in football. Yeah. I think they are. Yep. Uh, I, the only loss my Vikings have is to the Eagles, and the Eagles yep. dominated them uh, early on in the season. And since then, the Vikings have won six in a row. I don't know what to do with the Vikings when they're good because I didn't expect them to be good, and nobody did. And now they're kind of good. Uh, so I don't know how to feel. I almost feel better when I could be more negative about my Vikings. That's I, it makes sense though because I'm a little bit the same way with my Cowboys and I I will tell you this I I don't mind Ezekiel Elliott going down I think Tony Pollard's the better back yeah. and I think that having Elliott and needing to feed his ego as well as make sure that he's happy with touches and blah blah yeah. I I think that's been a detriment to that yeah. team I think Tony Pollard would be a Pro Bowl running back if Ezekiel Elliott was Elliott was not on the Cowboys I didn't have a problem with the Cowboys paying. 
Dak Prescott, $36 million, whatever they paid him. But I thought it, as good as Ezekiel was when they re-signed him, they gave him, they gave him way too much money, knowing that he was going to decline in less than a year and a half, and he has. Oh, He's just not huge. the same guy that he used to be, yeah. and that's, that's what happens to running backs. They get beat up, and the, the shelf life is just not long enough to justify the kind of money that he got, but more power to him. He got it. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you can't fault a guy for getting paid. No, no, I never do. I never do because I've never gotten paid uh, before. But I, could, <laughs> I I love doing this show. It is Husker <laughs> Rewind. We have something that we call Nebraska Gems, and we do it um, as often as we can. We, we talk to great Nebraska people, people with uh, great stories. Uh, you've just had interview after interview. Talk about some of the stuff that's well, up there for you. Well, right now, the one that just dropped on Thursday was with Ronnie Willis, and everybody's like, oh, I know Ronnie. No, you don't, because Ronnie Willis is not somebody that's super famous that everybody knows, but Ronnie Willis is a paranormal investigator. She's a ghost hunter, and I figured, you know what? Halloween's just around the yeah. corner, so I sat down with Ronnie, and we went over. Uh, she runs Lincoln Historical Ghost Quest, I believe is what it's called, mm-hmm. and they go do ghost tours. And I've been a part of one of her ghost tours. We had some interesting things happen. And not every time does stuff happen, but she explains some experiences she's had, you know, why she does it, et cetera. And for those that do not know the story of Billy's Restaurant and it being haunted, she it, Billy's she, is haunted? It, yeah. The, I knew the, the state house. capital was. Oh, yeah. I, I worked in the state capital. Yeah, I've actually yeah. had some experiences there. Yeah. But at Billy's Restaurant, they were doing an investigation there and something pretty chilling happened wow. and then the owner had something happen hmm. not not during that tour but uh to go does to, it usually involve somebody that you know just lived a long life and then they died there uh, that could be or it could it, who knows what some, causes some uh, guy just like some guy that didn't like uh where he what used to live just uh, decided to you know may have come into know. your house i don't know uh but uh i always enjoy our interviews on nebraska gems just yeah. had uh James Ballard a couple of times. We've had uh, obviously John Chapo speaking of you know the zoo. Yeah. Uh, the children's zoo, of course, does boo at the zoo. So you know, I'm sure families continue to go there in droves. I didn't realize this. Second largest tourist attraction in Nebraska yeah. is the Lincoln Children's Zoo. Yeah. It's Second. amazing, isn't it? Yeah, that's incredible. So NebraskaGems.com, go there. Another one I want to let you know about, though, because it's recorded and I just got to get it polished up and drop it, is with the former director of the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission, Rex Amack. Okay. He was there for 24 years. He's, He's a legend. A, he is. He's the man responsible for uh, – he was the very first – he was the director of the first agency in the state of Nebraska to embrace the Internet and get a web page. Wow. He is the man who essentially made sure Eugene T. Mahoney State Park became what it is today. Uh, unbelievably influ- un- unbelievably influential man. Yeah. Man, I'm never trying to say two big words yeah, back, say, back to back again. You, you'll try it again. Um, anyway, fantastic, fantastic interview with him. And that'll, that'll drop be, sometime this That'll week. drop this next week. And then I believe, rumor has it, uh, a Lincoln Radio longtime Lincoln Radio legend will be joining yes, maybe yes. Tom Stevens. I'm anxious soon. to interview uh, Joe Scar, famous for Joe and Timo, and uh, to be talking to him uh, tomorrow, and we'll get that edited and, and out to the, the folks within the next week or so. So uh, NebraskaGems.com, lots of great interviews. Check them out. Uh, the Big Ten Blitz, we like to go through every Big Ten game and then rank the teams 14-1. to 1. 
who's rising, who's falling. It seems like half the league is pretty much the same. It'll be interesting, though, to compare your rankings to mine. He's Mike Melby. I'm Tom Stevens. This is Sunday Husker Rewind.